Good morning, everybody. This is Colleen with Speaking of Spirits, and I'm here with my co-host, Kelly. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? And we are going to talk about something that I don't hear a lot about um, from paranormal groups, and there is definitely a paranormal aspect to this that we're going to kind of dive into a little bit, and that is the Kachina doll. And actually, I think when I brought it up to you, Kelly, you hadn't heard about it before? No, I haven't heard about it, and I started digging into it. And I have seen them around here and there, but I don't know much about them. Yeah, so the Kachina doll um, is primarily, well, it's it's considered a supernatural spirit um, in the religion of the Pueblo. Um, Native people of the Southwest. Primarily, we're talking um, Hopi, Zuni, Hopi, Tiwa, and boy, I'm going to say this wrong, I'm sure, Karasin tribes of the Southwest. Um, a lot of these tribes are primarily, I think, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas. So I am going to bring up a picture of some. Um, th there's a lot of different Kachina dolls out there, yeah, but I, a lot, am, a lot. yeah, so I'm going to share a picture of them, just a few, so you can t see what we're actually talking about. And they're really beautiful. Um, and not all of them are wooden, but most of them are wooden, but some of them will actually have like deer skin um, dresses on or their, their, their tribal costumes on. And they're, they're really interesting. Um, so this is what we're talking about in Kachina dolls, uh, according to the myth, right? The Kachinas lived in the San Francisco mountains in, um, and they would periodically come down to their, uh, to their villages and dance for the tribal members, right? So you have these supernatural beings that would come down from the mountains and dance and they would perform. Um, I don't know if there was like a, like a medical thing associated with them, but it was a dance for the tribes. And then the people, the tribal members would then ask the Kachinas to take the souls of the newly dead back with them to the mountains. But apparently this became so um, burdensome to the Kachina spirits, to the to the dancers, that they then asked um, men, tribal members, to dance and be the Kachinas in the dance for the tribes. I guess they were getting overwhelmed with taking these spirits back and forth. Yeah, from what I read is that um, the Kachinas themselves were from the underworld and they would come in come down to the village villages every once in a while and do i guess what do you what do we call it uh favors for the tribe like they would dance and make it rain for good crops and and stuff like that and they got yeah they got overburdened they got they felt like they got taken advantage of and just they, the tribal members started to 
overworked them, I guess. And they, they were just like, yeah, we're done. And they went back to the underworld. Um, most Kachinas perceived as being benevolent. They're not, um, they were not evil. They were, like you said, they would bring rain, they would entertain and discipline the children. But there were those evil Kachinas that would attack and kill. Now, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why they would. I don't know if that was um, a form of discipline or if it was random. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of written legend, written stuff about the legend of the Kachinas. Um, so the Hopi dead would go to the sacred mountains where they would become Kachinas and then they, they were transformed into clouds. That's their legend. Like they would, the dead are become the clouds and then the living asked the dead to bring rain. I think that's, it's kind of cool. I like that. So, yeah. It sounds like a recycling thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're, you die, you get taken to the mountains, you get put into the clouds, and then when it rains, you come back down and yeah. fertilize the soil. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So Kachina spirits are like um, personifications of the universe. The Pueblo believed that all objects have a, a life force, right? So um storms and trees and dogs and everything i mean everything had a life force and so um each thing is viewed as powerful like its own um like trees are powerful and and corn is powerful everything had its own force everything needed to be viewed with respect and um kachinas would come down bring the rain and they also were helpful in success in war. So if the tribe had to go to war, their Kachinas would help. Um, and they believe, so it's believed that the Hopi have somewhere more than maybe 200 Kachinas yeah. that represent various yeah, spirits. Yeah, 200 different Kachinas. Some of them are really interesting. I came across one called Priest Killer. And that was yeah, I did see that. And that was a kachina that was made in the late 1900s when, when uh, you know, Westerners were coming through and trying to uproot all their beliefs and stuff. And then they had they had that one kachina that was would kill the Christian priests that were coming through. That's why, I, like, what is that thing? Yeah, they would behead the priests. That's why they would call it the priest killer. So they viewed these priests because the priests were trying to convert them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think rightfully so, right? I mean, the Native Americans have, they should have been left alone to have their spirituality the way they wanted it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, and Spanish sailors even wrote about the Kachina dolls as strange images of the devil hanging in Hopi homes. Oh, cool. Yeah, of course. You know, don't, if yeah, you don't yeah. understand it. It has to be the devil. It has to be the devil. Um, and Hopi regarded the Christian Spanish 
as the devil and a threat to their very existence. And they weren't. And they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. They were certainly a threat to their existence because they wanted to convert them and change them. And, and, they, well, and they also brought foreign diseases with them that yeah. they they didn't know how to fight. You know, that's that right. smallpox is nasty, nasty business. Right. So there is also um, two deities of Kachinas known as the Blue Kachina or the Blue Star. And um, the Hopi clan believes that the Blue Star, which is also in their belief called the Eye of God. And it's an ancient legend that foretells the end of times. And this blue star Kachina does a ghost dance for them. And it's a movement that actually swept across the tribal nations, this ghost dance movement. And it's, um, I would like, I, you know, there's a lot of things on reservations and the tribes have that are very sacred and they don't allow outsiders to see them. But something like that, I think, would be fascinating to watch with absolutely all due respect. I would love just to see it and feel the power around something like that. I think it would be pretty amazing. So they believe that this um, blue star or eye of God, Kachina, has uh, visions of like prophecy there. It's prophetic. It will tell the future. And, um, I don't know. I, I think that, I think that's pretty cool. You know, as a paranormal group, we don't get too much. We have done some cases on, on the reservation, but by and large, most tribal uh, members that I talk to, they don't, they don't want to talk about the paranormal. They don't want to talk about supernatural stuff, but yet they do all of this. Yeah, it's 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 taboo to talk about it. But yeah, there's a a lot of spirituality that goes on through the tribe, and we as outsiders aren't mm -hmm. privy to that kind of information. So right. They might give you a little bit, but they won't give you the whole thing. Right. And I understand them being guarded. I mean, Western civilization has not been super kind to tribal the no. tribes. So, so Kachinas apparently dwell in these mountains for half the year. And then half the year they come down onto the Pueblo and they live near these villages. And during this time, um, the, the men who are also dressed up as Kachinas perform these traditional ceremonies and it kind of links that links the living with the dead, with the spirituality side, all of these, uh, dances that they do. It's to help bring everything together. Um, they wear costumes that are very elaborate. They have the masks. They're dressed as one of the Kachinas. And I get more, more than likely, I, I don't know specifically, but I would imagine that each person in the dance is dressed as a specific Kachina for a specific reason. Um, they have, and, and I did not know this because I remembered, uh, gosh, I guess it was around 1990 or so, late 80s, early 90s, when the Coco Pelli 
became. Oh yeah, um, that was everywhere. Pocopelli. I, I didn't know right? where it came from, but I saw I'd see it, people with the shirts and I'd see stickers and, yes. and posters. And I'm like, what the heck is that thing? And it's right. like, what's well, Pelli? He's a Hopi flute player. And well, there's, he is a Kachina. Yeah. I didn't know that. Not. They just called him the flute player. Yeah. Well, he has various roles, right? So he's, um, the Coco Pelli is, um, it was a fertility. So it was like their God of fertility or their Kachina of fertility. Also, it represent a trickster and it represented a hunter. So a for hunt a good hunt. A hunter, a trickster and fertility. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was funny because I had a lot of Cocopelli <laughs> images around my house. At one time, my mom said, you know, that's a god of fertility, right? And I went, oh, I took them all down. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no kids. <laughs> no more kids. <laughs> no kids. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Uh, so the Zuni call their Kachinas Coco. They're all, that's the word that they use for them. And, the, and they believe that. The spirits of men who come in the form of ducks, okay, bring rain and supervise hunts. Spirits yeah. that come in the form of ducks. So if they see ducks, then rain, rain, and then the ducks, I guess, are a for a prosperous hunt. I don't know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, and they believe that their Cocos or Katinas live in this mythical place called the Lake of the Dead. Mm -hmm. And it, um, anyway, and that's somewhere down uh, around the little Colorado river is where their mythical Lake of the Dead is. And so they all will offer food that'll be thrown into the river and it gets carried into the Lake of the Dead, and that's to uh, op their offering to the cocoa. So, and there in the Zuni myth, um, the original cocoa children who died, and this is the original, this is what I found, and this is what I think is the original water baby myth, because the, the children who died by drowning um, returned to the underworld back to the river. So it's, uh, I'm kind of wondering if that's the original water baby thing. I mean, in a, in a sense. But the water baby thing, wasn't it a little different? Yeah, it was a little different. I found it through, I first heard of it and I found it in the Shoshone tribe, but it does go down into the south, southwest. So, okay. It's hard so to know I, where some of these things started. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it might be tied into that a little bit mm -hmm. yeah so sounded a little different like the spirits of the of the children um went back into the river not actually that the babies were drowned so yes. yeah. the Pelli is pretty interesting it's one of those things that you know we grew up in a really really paranormally active house with insanely gifted people and living in there and that's the one thing that my mom would not allow us to have was a Coco Pelli doll. She didn't, she yeah. didn't, she thought that there was too much negative stuff associated with it. And I think, I know a lot of people who have them 
but she thought that those things should stay with a Native American person. That the that like the white Westerner shouldn't have a, a cocoa or a kachina. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, when uh, little girls in the tribe would start to uh, become, you know, older, their uncles would carve these dolls out of cottonwood, and you know, and paint them up and stuff like that and give it to them. And that's like a, a holy relic to them. You know, mm -hmm. they're taught to give it respect and not, you know, it's not a toy. It's there for protection or whatever. And the other thing I came across is like these dolls, if you come across the right one, you're looking into hundreds of thousands of dollars for one doll one and I, it was like an original carved one that's quite like yeah 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 and i remember what was it geez maybe it was the late 90s every once in a while i'd see like you go and visit someone's home and they have a southwestern aesthetic to their house mm -hmm. and they have these dolls just sitting around or like mm -hmm. on an end table or something like that. And I look at it and I'm like, you stay right there. Don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I found them creepy. I'm like, why would you bring this into your house? I know there's a huge, there was a huge fascination. I think it was in the eighties where there was like the Southwestern colors and, uh, and decorations were really big in the eighties. Right. And, um, a lot of people that I know had Kachina dolls in their homes. And I always found them like you a little on the creepy, disturbing side because it's like, uh, they were beautiful. They were beautiful, but I didn't, I don't know. And maybe it's, maybe it's a cultural thing, right? Because I'm not Native American. So I had, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like, that doesn't belong to me. That doesn't belong with my heritage. So maybe, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I kind of got the same thing too, looking at them. I'm just like, that's that's not meant for me. That's meant for those, you know, it's meant for the Hopi. It's meant for the tribes, not not me. What am I? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I just find, found them strange. Not really they crazy. Were huge, huge. Not huh? really creepy per se, but just just like okay, you're not meant to be here. You're meant to be with the tribe because. Mm -hmm. And I, they were. I remember there were different uh, places that they were like you could get a, one a month kind of thing. I mean, there were there were they were huge. They were huge. I know people that had huge collections of these things, but I don't think they knew anything about them. And I think when they were sold in the 80s to like, you know, mass produced stuff, it was more, um, each one had a different tribal costume on. So people didn't understand the supernatural aspect of the original Kachinas. Yeah. It was just, I have one of every tribe, you know, that's, and that's cool if that's what you're into, but they didn't understand what those things were actually made for. They didn't understand the legend of, them coming yeah. down from the mountains. Yeah, you got one just oh. chilling in your house, and so you got a you got a native friend that comes over and looks at it and goes, "You know what that is, right?" 
yeah, yeah. That that's a kachina, and that one is that one's a bad one because you know if you don't know what you're doing, and, and yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just asking for trouble if you ask me. Yeah, I think in anything like that that has a supernatural aspect to it, you need to kind of you need to understand what it's about, and do you want to bring that into your house? And I, um, I, I don't. I find dolls creepy anyway. Well, I was just going to say that that I don't dolls. No, the skeleton. I have a life size six foot skeleton in my house. In in my house, and he's dressed in a tuxedo. He's cool. He's not a doll. He's a skeleton. You know what I'm saying? I don't like dolls, but Fred. I like Fred. He's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so anyway, you know, some people will say, look, it won't have any power if you don't give it power. But I kind of, I, some things have power whether or not you believe in it. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, the legend of the Kachina, the Kachina, the, um, if you believe in it or not, I think, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to Native Americans of those tribal of those tribes affiliations to know whether or not they still believe in them. I would imagine that this is passed down. Yeah. Every, to I'm every sure yeah. That they still have the stories and they probably still, they might still do the carvings and dressing, painting and dressing up a Kachina and doing the, the ritual during the bean dance, but mm -hmm. we'll never know. Unless no. they totally still do it. Right, right. But we hope you enjoyed this episode. I thought it was kind of an interesting uh, topic since you don't hear much about them. So have a great day. And speaking of spirits, signing off. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Speaking of Spirits, powered by Pocatello Paranormal Research in Pocatello, Idaho. Thank you for joining us today. We're glad you could be here. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do us a favor and go to whatever platform you are listening to the podcast on and give us a review. We prefer the five-star reviews. This helps us know how we're doing, and it helps others to find the podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you on our next podcast.